Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coach, I want to pivot a little bit uh, to recruiting. So it's the offseason. The lifeblood of SEC football is recruiting. And you guys have been really active on the recruiting trail. Uh, It's a little bit of a different world. Uh, When you came in, we had COVID restrictions and like in-person recruiting was maybe a little bit more difficult. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about how recruiting is going um, and the process behind the evaluations? Um, A lot of fans look at stars, they see every guy with stars and think, oh, we got to go after that guy. How is this staff evaluating players and deciding, you know, you know, how a guy's a good fit? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. When we first got here, in-person was impossible. And so everything was done like we're doing right here. Uh, and, and technology is fantastic. It allows you to have these kind of these kind of conversations, but just that that in person getting your eyes on the player, um, there's no substitute for that. And and our coaches are on the road right now, getting the chance to do that, and, and they're having a great time. So because we we haven't done it, uh, we haven't had spring recruiting some of these guys in a couple of years, and and this has been a great opportunity for our staff to be out there. As far as the evaluation goes, that that's always the question. I, I think <clears throat> look at the NFL draft because uh, we all and I don't know all the uh, information on every single guy that's going to be drafted. So we listen to Mel Kuyper. We listen to all these other experts and they do a really good job. But there's also teams that are evaluating each player and and trying to figure out, all right, you know, is is he going to be a fit? Not that he's a bad player, just is he a fit? I think that's right. one of the keys that um, the stars and some of the other evaluations don't take into consideration is that fit piece as well. Because uh, it's not just, you know, the football piece, that's 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 the main thing. Uh, but the academics, the environment, um, everything else that goes along with, you know, just that player, 
living his life for three and a half, four years in your program. That's, that's really important. And his family as well. How does his family fit into that? Um, how does hope dreams and goals all fit into that? So you got to take more into consideration than just the football physical evaluation. Hmm. And, and then what do you have on your team? You may have a guy like that. You know, there's some times where there's a great player out there and, you know, people might wonder, why are we not taking this guy? Well, we already have two guys like that hmm. on our team. And so you're looking for something different. Maybe you're looking for a longer guy. Maybe you're looking for a little bit different player, a um, little bit different skill set. So there's a lot of factors that just your current roster really determines who you're going to go after. And, and the, you, you mentioned it, recruiting has changed. The portals change. Your roster can change very quickly. You may have a guy, you may have good depth, and all of a sudden that changes. Now you have to pivot and go after a couple other guys at a position that you thought you were going to be solid at. And so now that changes. And what, one of the things that we try to do, we, we talk about our eyes, our ears. We really want to evaluate the players. We want to see as much as we can. And nowadays, like the way these guys are, are doing things at camps, um, the access to film, it's so much better than what it used to be. You can get so much information. You can get on their uh, social media accounts. You can see pictures. You can see a lot of things. So you get a pretty good idea of who this guy is and what he looks like, what he's built like, mm. uh, and then also watch his film and then talk to the high school coaches and talk to people that he works with. Uh, and I think the high school coach evaluation is extremely important to, to just find out, like, what are they doing with that player to help him get better because he's not a final, he's not a finished product. He still has to play his junior senior year in high school and he still needs to go help his team win. And so what are the coaches doing to help him get better or what does he need to work on? And those are things you want to know about these guys that you're recruiting. But as far as, as how they get ranked, um, I don't know all the details of that. I know that guys have to go to camps. I know they got to be at certain events in order to be seen. And then, you know, a lot of those guys, they're the, the higher rated guys and the stars, they're good players. And now when you dive into it, all right, you know, there might be a guy, he's, he's a legacy guy. He might've had a, a dad or somebody that played at, at a school that's recruiting him. Well, you know, there's a connection there and, and maybe, you know, he's not interested, um, but you still, you, you get on the phone with those guys and, and you compete. You compete and you talk to them because there's a lot of players and you know you go back and, and like like Cadillac he was a guy he, he tells a story I mean this was not Auburn wasn't necessarily a place he thought he'd end up but he comes on campus and I think this is one of the you know our our secret I wouldn't say secret ingredients but one of the ingredients that helps us in recruiting is getting players and families on campus because yeah. I feel like this place is different. When you step on campus and, and you get around Auburn, it's a different feel. And that's how Cadillac felt when he got here. It was just different. And everything changed in that moment. And it was Auburn was the right fit. And so that's really how recruiting works. There's You find those really good players. You find out about them. So you get the character evaluation. You get all the, the information that you need, family, all those things all the boxes are checked. They, they, they fit the need that you have on your, on your, your roster. And then you get around them and you just know, like there's that connection, like this guy, Jay fair, you talked about other players. There's a connection there where it's like, all right, 
this is going to be a great relationship. This is going to be a good fit. Um, he's excited about the things you're doing. You're excited about what he brings to the table. You know he's going to be uh, a difference maker for you, not just on the field, but in your program. And, and then that relationship gets built, and those guys come in. And one of the things, look at Roger McCreary. I think Roger was a three-star. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to recruit him, but he was a three-star coming out of high school. But nobody saw Roger when he decided to come back out there on Sundays with the cones by himself doing footwork drills and Mm. putting in the work and just concentrating on how he can become an elite player. And then he's drafted in the second round and he's getting his shot in the NFL. Well, guess what guys develop. There's some, there's some guys that are late bloomers. There's some guys that um, maybe didn't hit all the camps or didn't get the same amount of attention that are really good football players. And so as a staff, you know, we got to evaluate those guys. We got to watch them and, and we got to trust, even if no one knows about them, like we see something in this player that we feel like he can be successful because he's a lot like Owen Papo. Hmm. Cause you use guys like you kind of go back and you compare guys to the guys you coach. Like, man, this guy's a lot like Owen. This guy's a lot like this guy. And, and when you start talking to him, you're like, man, this guy's got that mentality. And you just start picking up things along the way that says he's going to be a great fit for us. So that's what you're really diving into. You don't want to pass somebody over. Um, you don't want to miss on some guys that may not have the same ranking, may not have the same um, attention that some other guys have got because there's some really good players that are out there. And so that's what you're doing. You're evaluating. And then once you hone in, and, and you have a chance to go compete for these these really good players. That's what you have to do. And that and that competition, you know, it goes all the way through up until when they actually sign. So that's that's what we're doing in recruiting. And uh, I think our coaches do a really good job evaluating. I think they do a really good job talking to the high school coaches and getting the information they need, and then putting all that together, and then getting guys on campus hmm. because once they're here you know, you can see it in their eyes. Like they walk into this facility, that new facility here very soon. And they walk into Jordan Hare stadium and their eyes light up. And it's like, okay, you can tell that in their heart that they're feeling that Auburn is going to be a place for them. And and that's what I think we bring to the table is, is guys want to be a part of that. And then we got to just get the right ones that that we feel are going to come in here and help us. Uh, Quick follow-up coach. Um, over the last, before before your arrival, it, it seemed as if there was not much of a focus of going outside the Georgia, Alabama, Florida borders to recruit. Um, do you feel like um, you've been given the resources to recruit more nationally rather than focusing just on the Southeast? Well, yeah, we definitely have the resources to do that. And one of the things, you know, we – coming in here and having guys from the West coast and and different areas, there were connections Mm -hmm. where we knew of players that we knew would want to come here and be a part of what we're doing at Auburn. Um, You know, you just, the Auburn brand is strong. And so, you know, that was part of that. And we still have those connections being here in state is extremely important to our success. And, And that's something that, um, Now, being here 17, 18 months, um, there's no question the state of Alabama has great coaches and great players. 
and and the guys here, you know, they care about coming into a program like Auburn and, and doing well. This is supposed to be one of the best classes ever in the state of Alabama this year. Yeah, well, that's – and that's what uh, – not knowing all the history, uh, there are definitely uh, very, very good players and, and great character kids um, that are in the state of Alabama. So, no, we're not going too far out of, out of Alabama and Georgia. Those two areas, that footprint for us and the players that have also come out of Georgia that have played here, when, when I start diving into the history of this program, and you look at the players from Alabama, the players from Georgia. I mean, those are when, uh, you know, Auburn's had really successful teams. And, you know, we don't want to – let's go back to the, the culture. I mean, that's one of the things, like, we don't want to get too far away from that. Um, now, we want to also have a chance to bring in the best players in the country because I know they want to be a part of this program. And being in the SEC and the SEC West and, and being in this type of community – and having this type of family feel, there's a lot of players that want to be a part of that. So uh, we'll continue to to build those relationships, but it starts here in the state. We want to win the state. We want to bring the players in right here in the state of Alabama. And if we could sign our whole class from the state of Alabama, we could do that. You know, we want to do that. Uh, we also know Georgia, you know, has very good players in there as well. And, and so the relationships of those coaches and the connections that we're making, um, the players that have come before, from that state have been extremely important to the success of, of Auburn football. So we're not getting too far away from that. And right now, I think with the way things have gone and, and getting out there and, and having those relationships being built, having our coaches clinic and getting coaches on campus, uh, being able to communicate with them now face to face, that's really changed. Um, I think for us and for, for the better, and I, you know, there's a lot of kids that are excited about about coming here um, and have come for unofficial visits or coming on official visits, and are going to be here this summer to see what what's happening here and um, if this is going to be a right fit for them. And um, to me, that's that's been a big positive. So uh, we'll continue to recruit all those areas, but Alabama, Georgia, are still really important to us. Okay, Coach, we can't let you get out of here without talking about. Uh... I don't even want to call it the elephant in the room because I don't like that animal anymore. But uh, it's definitely a big dominant thing in the in the headlines right now. And that is name, image and likeness. Right. So it's it's changing the landscape of what's going on. There's a big whatever uh, around that right now. How are you approaching that as a head football coach? And just talk to me a little bit about, you know, just what, what are your thoughts about the whole thing as, as it's introduced now to the landscape of college sports? Well, I, I think the first thing, if you go back to what the original idea behind it was, is there was an opportunity for the players to, to be able to use their name, image, and likeness um, <clears throat> for whether it was autographs or, or doing some, some signing um, opportunities, things like that. Because these guys are so busy. Like, there's, there's really not a lot of time for a job. This is – with, with class and ball, I mean, we take a, a lot of their time. Right. And then the workouts, the recovery, the rest, all these things. If you looked at one of our players' schedules and stuff they have to do day in and day out, um, they start early in the morning and they don't finish till late at night. These guys work yeah. extremely hard. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> not just working, but trying to be also elite at what they're doing. And so that just takes a tremendous amount of focus uh, and energy to do that. So I think that was the intent of, all right, there's, 
some things that, that players can do probably mostly in the off season uh, because of being a part of that program that they could take advantage of. And then it kind of got to where it is right now. And I read the same stories that you all read. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Yeah. With Here's how I look at it. All right. We don't have all the information. Um, we don't know what everybody's doing. Nobody does. However, I've talked to our players about it and I thought they had a really good perspective on it. We've, we've been into it now for several months. Uh, I think early on, like anything else, right. It's, it's the hot thing and, and everyone's trying to figure it out. And <clears throat> it's, it's being talked about more than probably it should be. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, it becomes part of what we're doing every single day. And now it's just, you know, another thing that, that we just have to be aware of and that we have to manage properly. But <clears throat> in order to use it, the best way amongst the players, it takes maturity. Hmm. And, you know, one of the things about, because you're really talking about money. And, and I think you, you got to have those conversations about money. And you got to understand that money is, is good. It helps. Um, it gives you some security. But it doesn't necessarily change the relationship you might have with somebody. Hmm. It doesn't it doesn't make you go and touch the line. It doesn't make mm. you finish any more than, than what you're already deciding to do that, um, to do that day. And, you know, you're not walking around with your paycheck in your pocket and all of a sudden that makes um, what you're doing that much better. And so you just got to understand that hey, there's these factors now where, Hey, this is going to provide an opportunity to maybe do some other things. And at the same time, it, it doesn't keep you or, or it doesn't um, help you in some of the areas like the weight room, the classroom, the football field, um, <clears throat> any more than, than what you've already been doing. So, you know, that drive, that determination, the attitude, um, that mentality, you know, the money is one thing, but it's it's still got to be a part of who you are. It's got to be in your DNA if you're going to be successful at, at, at this game and then also successful just as a student athlete. So I think it's more about just education than anything. And what I do like is <clears throat> it's providing opportunities for guys to do some things productive when they're not in class, when they're right. not in the weight room, when they're not on the football field. And so, you know what? I really like that. I think that's something I was a business major. I enjoyed marketing. Um, and I think, that this is a, a really great opportunity for a lot of guys that can manage it properly. Hey, go be great and elite as a student athlete, and then go take advantage of the opportunity you have here to go out there and really brand yourself in a positive way. So when football is over, which it's going to be, right. all right, football is going to end. <clears throat> you've, you've also left this really positive experience, um, with other people because of name, image, and likeness, not just on the football field. And they get to know you for who you are and you get to, you get to build those connections. So when football is over, you know, you have an opportunity to get into something else and, and to start your career there, which the one thing about our players and, and every player I've ever coached football will end, but they're always going to be competitors. Mm -hmm. They're always going to be chasing greatness. And I really believe that. So, 
this is a chance to get with other people that are really successful, that are doing some great things and build those relationships, those connections and maximize this experience. You get three and a half, four years. I mean, to me, college is not a career. It's an experience. Maximize mm -hmm. it. Take as much out of this experience as you can. So when you leave, you're ready to go succeed in whatever's next. And, you know, we want a bunch of Auburn Tigers out there running the country. Yeah. Right. That's what we want. We want guys that have been through our program that go on and, and succeed and have successful lives and families and marriages and careers. And people can ask, hey, you know, what's what's one of the reasons why you're doing this? Well, maybe it's because of what they did while they're in our program. Maybe it's because of the people they got connected with. Maybe it's because of the experiences that they had. And to me, you know, it's it's not there yet. But if if we can do a very good job of, of helping our guys manage that and they can add that to the experience they have in our program and to their lives, then it, it's one of those things that I feel like is a positive. It's just like everything else. I mean, I think there's probably it gets abused in some areas and For they're sure. going to have to put some some rules in there that are going to make it more consistent. And they're probably going to have some, some regulations on certain things. But at the end of the day, you know, that part of our job is, is helping our players develop as people. I mean, not just football players. I mean, football is a developmental game and so is life. So, all right, there's careers that are, that are being started in football. There's also some careers being started in some other areas. And tell me that's not a cool thing about college. Yeah. Right. right. About helping these guys like, look, you leave here, you're 21, 22 years old. If you're going to the league, awesome. You're going to go to another level of football and it's going to be, you know, another opportunity for you to keep growing and developing yourself in this game. When football is over, you're ready for this. And you have these other connections and you understand some things about business and how it works and um, finances and, and just how to manage things that you get this real life experience. Uh, by by being able to do those things. So um, we've embraced it, don't have all the answers and and certainly, you know, have a ways to go in some areas to make this thing just right. But um, to me, as far as Auburn football and having that as part of the experience our players have, we, we need to embrace it. We need to make this the best. And that's that's going to attract other players and people that want to be a part of our program because they say, you know what, football was awesome. Everything that I did when I was in that program was phenomenal. All the people I got to connect with was uh, an experience that if I could do it all over again, I absolutely would. And if guys are saying that, that's only going to help us with the future players that want to be a part of what we're doing. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Mm. Coach, hypothetically speaking, uh, you're sitting in a recruit's living room and NIL comes up. What What is the messaging? Uh, it's, it feels like the rules are evolving, like you said, uh, uh, things are happening. And what we knew about NIL two months ago is not what we know now. And different states have different regulations. But right now, what's the message to a recruit that, that brings NIL up during a uh, recruiting uh, visit? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's definitely on everybody's mind. It's just one of those things that 
is a part of really every program at this point. Um, yeah, that's that one there is is a, a difficult one to answer, like exactly what it is because of just the separation that the coaches and, and some of these um, collectives have. Mm-hmm. Right. And the one thing is, you know, that players will know that, that we have opportunities for that. And, you know, there's uh, people that, you know, will they'll connect with at some point um, where those opportunities will, will, will come to, you know, a reality at some point. But for me, you know, what I talk to them about is, is how, when those things come up, you know, how do we help them manage it? The other part too, is it's not just about the coaches. It's about the families too, mm-hmm. because this is not, this is not necessarily just a football decision. This is a life decision. Right. And, you know, for their families, they know their sons better than we do. And so when that comes up, it's like, well, look, you also have to be a part of who you feel is going to be good to be in your son's life. Cause it's not like every, not every deal is a good deal. Right. right. And this is where the families are a big part of this as well, to help with their sons to make those decisions. And then as their coaches, because we have them when they're here, right? I mean, that's, that's our responsibility. We are taking care of these guys like they're our own sons. Um, so we want to help them manage it. And, you know, sometimes it could be a sliding scale. If you start doing too much, other things are going to, are going to, going to drop on you. And, and you're going to start seeing that, okay, if I start doing too much of this, you know, this is starting to suffer. So you gotta, you gotta really help them balance um, and manage their time. And for a young player, that's probably one of the biggest things that comes up. It's just how to manage right. all the things that, right. that football asks you to do academics and, and all the other things you have to do to just have yourself ready to go. So it really becomes about managing their schedules and and then understanding that, all right, if you're going to do these things, then let us help you manage your time. And then your family can really help you manage, you know, some of those opportunities that you might get. And, and so to me, that's where it's changed. I think that's one of the cool parts is it's, it's brought the, I think the families into this picture a little bit more. Hmm. Um, and then we all have to work together to help, their sons be successful at the end of the day. And so to me, it's about, look, we're on a team. We're on a team here. We're working together. Uh, I'm here to develop you and help you achieve your goals and dreams as a student athlete. There's going to be other opportunities outside of football. Your family's there, but we're also there to help manage your schedule and, and uh, try to help those players be the most productive they can be while they're here. And so, um, but those are some of the conversations that, that come up and, and this thing will evolve, yeah. you know, as, as more information comes out as, as I'm sure rules and, and what coaches can and can't do uh, as far as just dealing with NIL um, that's going to be different, you know, give it, give it about a month. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's probably how this thing is going. It's like every couple of weeks, something news coming out there and um, there's always another, conversation that's happening about name image and likeness and it's just going to keep evolving until we really figure out all right how how is it going to be operated as far as from the NCAA but then I really think it's each institution and how they want to do it and then players will know like well this is how Auburn does it and it kind of becomes a part of you know that experience like we've been talking about Mm. okay coach I got to put you on the spot here we have asked everyone we've interviewed 
currently in the program who they feel like is the fastest guy on the team. Robbie Ashford thinks you guys have like 50 guys that run sub 4-4. Uh, <laughs> TJ, TJ Finley has some interesting answers. Uh, we talked to Jason Jones. And your estimation, because it sounds like you guys have a lot of speed, Who's the fastest guy on this team right uh, now? God, you know, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say something, and I'll be just absolutely wrong, and I'm gonna get blasted <laughs> for it. Um, I don't know if we well, I don't know if we have 40 guys sub four fours or whatever, whatever Robbie said. I can tell you this: Robbie can roll now. Yeah, yeah. he can roll. Um, he shows that. Well, he didn't say he was the fastest, so he, he, he did. did yeah. yeah, you know he he might be one of them. I know this. I know this about Robbie. We do our conditioning and running. Um, he's certainly out there in front and, and does a really good job in that. You know, Nehemiah Pritchett. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a name. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, and and I apologize to any other guys on our team. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I will get out there and personally hand time. And we will solve. It. <laughs> That's the beauty. You know what? The beauty of competition and getting out there on the field with guys is we can solve it. We can get yeah. stop watching. We can solve this, um, and we probably will. I'm imagining um, early in summer, but Nehemiah, he he can roll. Yeah. And and we do have some guys now. We got some guys that I think over the last year. And I, that's an emphasis for our strength staff is is the speed work, and we'll do even more of that this summer. But we we do have some guys that that can go. Um, a little unfair to the big guys now. If you wanted to really dive into something, who's got the fastest ten yard? Right, that would be the other one, right? Because that's yeah. the one that um, you know the NFL. They look at the ten yard and um, and all those things like that. But um, I got to say, Nehemiah is right up there uh, with being one of the fastest. If Coach not the fastest. Jay, what did what did everybody else say? I'm curious what. So Nehemiah Pritchett Nehemiah. was one of the ones everybody named. Shedrick right. Jackson's name came up a couple yep, of times. Sheds, Sheds right there. Jay Fair claims he he could he could dust anybody. He does, you know, yeah. like Jay Jay is just Jay super thinks, confident in what he's got going on. There. I'm not going to say that he can't. I have um, I, I got to verify it. DJ James' name DJ came James. up a couple of times. Yep. Um and uh, Jarquez Hunter. Yeah, Jarquez Hunter's name has come came, up. Came up with one of, one of the fastest. Uh, uh, Jay Fair described to us a um, either a machine or a drill or something that you guys do that measures speed over a certain amount of yards. And he said the first time that he did it, he was the second fa- fastest on the team, but Nehemiah won both times. The- yeah, I think so. We do a couple different things. I don't know the exact name of the of the device. But I know our, our strength staff, so we we do these electronic timing where they kind of get this little bit of a built-up start so you kind of see right. the acceleration. And, and they'll go back and, and they'll evaluate that. We have these devices are called catapult where you get to see the workload really from a player. You get to see how like the distance he ran that day, um, how fast he ran that day, how much he had uh, had had to burst throughout a practice and, and really what that information is it goes back to it and you compare it to a game so it's like all right well maybe he's working harder in a Tuesday practice than he is in the game hmm. and so you can you can and it's really uh Anthony Lazard on our staff uh, phenomenal strength coach he's he's kind of our technology guru that puts all this stuff together and it's been fascinating to to kind of go through those things 
but there's another one. It's a 1080, and it's this machine. That's that, what it was. It was the 1080. Yeah, it's a 1080. Yeah. yeah. So we just started doing that, uh, and I know we're working on getting a few more of them. But that was a device that our our uh, strength staff had brought out there, and it, and it does. I don't know exactly all it tests, but I see the guys out there, and, and each guy, it's it's kind of attached to you. You run, and and uh, it just measures, you know, speed and and all these other factors that that those guys are putting together to really see, okay, where are we at? And I know what they were doing. They're getting, a, they're getting a base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were doing that a few weeks ago. They're getting a base. So then at the end of the summer, then we can go back and do it again and go, all right, did the speed work that we'd had put in this summer, you know, did that make a difference and how much of a difference? And um, cause every year, you know, we go through like body fat and it might be like the whole team dropped this much body fat, the whole team gained this much weight, the whole team pushed this many tons and, this would be another factor, just the speed, because that's the other area that we want to make sure that that we're really improving is that speed uh, of our entire team. So just that speed factor of, of everybody in our program. Mm. Hold on. I got I got one for you, coach. We've seen that. We've seen the tape of you in there in the weight room. Yeah. What are you pushing right now, coach? What, what are you what are you getting up off of the uh, the weight bench right now? Oh, I thought you're going to ask me my 40. That was five ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right uh, around there. Um, Robbie said you could probably out bench him, but he said he could, he definitely can out squat you. No, no, I, well, <laughs> I would, he is wrong. Well, he is right on the squats and he's wrong on the bench. He definitely out bench me. Okay. Oh, really? uh, I don't think out of any of our players, really, and I don't want to be any stronger than any of our guys. That's a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's definitely, those guys are just different. One thing, I do enjoy, I enjoy the weight room. Um, I love being down there and I feel like, you know, that is the foundation of our program. It happens in the weight room. I think you right. got to love, you got to love getting down there and just pushing the weight. Uh, and there's, and there's a mentality that goes with it too. It's just a grind. You're getting stronger. Um, <clears throat> and the weight rooms evolved so much over the years. Cause it's not just about strength. It's about flexibility and movement and change of direction and, and still being powerful, but our guys, it's different. You know, I, I, I train somewhat, uh, but I would say I, I go in there and lift more. Those mm-hmm. guys are training mm-hmm. and that yeah. is different. They are training and they are pushing weight and they are moving things that I wouldn't even consider getting under the squat rack on some of the stuff that they're, they're doing for, you know, four sets of five. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the difference, you know, they're just, they're just built different. And so, and they have to be to go out there and play this game. And you know, we talk about speed and some of those factors, right? We got coaches, we all played, but there's no way we could ever get out there right now and, and do the things our guys are doing. And that's, that's a credit to our players, but that's also just, that's something about this game is when you're playing it, this is why you don't see people put helmets and shoulder pads on and just go play in the park, a pickup game of tackle football. Right. Cause you can only play it for so long. And once that's over, it's over. It's over. And so the way you train and, and the, the things you do to condition your body to play this game, uh, it's it's special. And so I love watching that. That's one of my favorite things. I love being around guys that are doing it. I love watching it because to me, like that's the work that's necessary to go out there and play at the level they all want to play. So um, I appreciate him saying that, but those guys are, those guys are built different, and I love just being around. It inspires me, and uh, and I enjoy that. And then when they leave, I go 
throw up a few little uh, lightweights and <laughs> and uh, make sure that I don't injure myself and then still just try to get somewhat of a workout in and and then be on the field out there to try to run around and just just be a part of what they're doing because when we get on the field now here's one thing I do when we get on the field I do want to be able to bounce around because that is the best part of the day on the field with the guys out there coaching but just being around guys chasing greatness and watching them put in that that physical work um, it's it's uh, the best part of what we do so you know mm. that that's a key ingredient to kind of being able to go out there and somewhat be a part of that uh i will tell you coach every player we've talked to and every comment i've seen no shade to the last strength and conditioning staff but they have all noted how much better the strength and conditioning has been uh since since you guys' arrival on campus uh it was notable owen papo last offseason said we're gonna look like marines come august um, Jason Jones, during our, our recent interview with him, talked about how great the strength and conditioning was. It really feels like, uh, you know, you build that dog mentality in the weight room first, and it seems like those guys are getting that. Well, hey, I'll say this. Coach Pittman, um, a little little story on him. I actually played for Coach Pittman, mm -hmm. and so I got to go through his program when I was at Boise, and it was a grind. But here's here's what happened. Every single one of us got stronger and and then we had success on the field. And so I, I believe in him. I believe in him as a leader. I believe in that staff that we have down there in the weight room. But if you don't love it and you don't love pushing weight, you don't love the grind of the weight room, it's going to be hard to be successful in the field. Hmm. And that's just the reality of it. And so it is about that mentality. It is about we have squat night and it's six o'clock at night and the lights are off and the smoke's coming out of the, the floor there. And Jarquez Hunter's got six fifty on the bar and he's pushing that weight. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I mean, screaming, yelling and, and guys are, are getting hyped, but you know, when you're fourth and one and you've got 750 pounds pushing against you and you're digging in with cleats and you're trying to get a yard, you know, that's where that stuff shows up. And so it is a mindset. And I think Coach Pittman, I think our players have done a great job of, of really buying into that as well. And it, it ties into their nutrition. It ties into how they approach the weight room. And I've seen a difference in our guys. They're stronger. Um, they're enjoying it down there, but they're also seeing that translate onto the football field. And, you know, we, we got to continue to do a great job there. We're not where we need to be, but um, that's certainly an area that we emphasize and we know is extremely important to our success. Well, Coach, we want to thank you for joining us today to update our listeners and the Auburn fan base uh, on Auburn football, uh, giving us something to look forward to this spring. So we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. War Eagle. Well, that's it for another great edition of Building Rapport with Coach Brian Harson. Guys, if you want more content like this, please hit like and subscribe. We are the War Report on most social media platforms. TW Report on TikTok. Gentlemen, we're signing off. And as always... Where are you going?